Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to be conscious that there are people out there who may, I suppose, have first-hand experience of what I'm going to talk about, and it is a sensitive matter. They say love conquers all, but that's not entirely true. Uh, However, passionate connection is between a man and a woman. However deep the bond, nothing is as strong as the urge to reproduce. And I think most people will understand exactly what I mean. When you get together with somebody, you know, you want, a lot of people want to have children. So when that feeling isn't mutual, or if one person is incapable of conceiving, uh, when that fierce desire to have children isn't shared or is a biological impossibility, all that can come is pain, regret, regret, And that can be so deep sometimes that it's impossible to actually bridge. And according to new research in the UK, one in 10 marriages now end up in biological clock divorce. A breakup instigated when a couple's biological clock, I suppose when their biological clocks are woefully out of sync, or if one of them can't conceive. Now, some people would automatically blame women for delaying motherhood while they further their careers. Last year, the average age for a woman to have her first baby tipped over the age of 30 for the first time. And certainly, there are plenty of men who find themselves torn between the desire for fatherhood and the love for a woman who is not quite ready yet. But it's not just career women who are to blame for postponing parenthood. The truth is, about the biological clock, divorces, it's far more complex And delaying the birth of a child can reduce the possibilities of getting pregnant drastically. More and more women are delaying the first pregnancy to accommodate a career. And as much as this is great and what equality is all about, it's causing the breakup of many relationships as plans to delay the lack of children may not be mutual. I mean, people believe that women may have the predominant maternal instinct, but men equally have that natural urge to want to reproduce and raise a child and be a proud father, as well as women want to be proud mothers. And yet, all too often, couples today don't even discuss the issue before they actually marry. I mean, it's the elephant in the room. And as experts point out, putting off the baby talk can be absolutely disastrous in any marriage. Now, this does, I suppose, sound cold and callous. But it happens every single day that people decide to break up because one or the other can't have a child. And I'm very conscious that people listening today or that there are particularly women listening today as well who can't have children and never will be able to. I'm very conscious that there are men out there, by the way. We don't think of that. There are men out there who, for whatever reason, can't have children. And they don't have the right sperm count or whatever it is. Or maybe they're not just sexually compatible with their partner. They can't have children. For those who have children, it's just taken for granted. But approximately 14% of couples can't conceive. And in 40% of cases, it's a male issue. And 60%, it's a female issue. They're rough figures, by the way. Now, I saw an interesting letter to an agony. And it's not that I pay much attention to them. But I thought this was interesting because it kind of ties in what we're talking about. And I'll read this out to you. It's very short. And my amazing wife of two years has been told that she will never biologically be able to have children. It was devastating for both of us. She's coming to terms with it and saying things like, we can look at adoption. While I've been trying to support her, the truth is, I'm now wondering if her relationship can actually make it through this hard time. The more I think about adoption, the more uncertain I feel. And it would be unfair to adopt a child without being sure. I've researched a bit on surrogacy and donor eggs and all that kind of stuff. And it sounds very complicated and expensive. And there's no guarantees. I know this sounds cold and callous, but the whole infertility issue is beginning to look like a deal breaker for me. Now he's married two years to her. And he's now thinking, maybe I should find another woman. Because he can't have a child with her. 
Going back to the fact that 10% of relationships break up over not wanting children or not being able to conceive, this man is basically saying that's a deal breaker. Is it a deal breaker? Do you think it would be a deal breaker for you if your partner, male or female, couldn't conceive and have children? Would that be a deal breaker? Is that something that would devastate you? Let me know what you think. And the number is 087-188-0008. And again, I'm very conscious that there are people, men and women, who can't have children for whatever biological reason. So I'm very conscious of that when we talk about this today. And I'd like the listeners to be conscious when they come on the air and talk about that as well. Uh, Let me go to Laura. Laura, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Laura? Hi, Niall. How are you? Laura, is it a deal breaker? Um, In my case, it was, yeah. Um, Myself and my husband had been married for a few years. We had two children. We had a boy and a girl. Um, I was actually living, we were living away from Ireland at the time. We moved back to Ireland. We settled down, got a job, bought a house. And he knew from way before when we had our first child that I always wanted more children, that I wanted possibly four kids. Mm -hmm. It was never an issue. It was never, he never said no. He never, you know, kind of said, no, that won't happen. So moved over, settled down. We had the two kids, and I said, right, we're settled, we have the house, you have a good job. We're stable, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll have another one. No. Foot was put down, we were having no more, we had one of each, why would we want more? And how old were you both, respectively, at that stage? How old were you? Uh, we were young, I was 19 when I had my first son. Uh, okay. We were, I, I was in my mid-twenties, I think. Then. Okay, so you were very young still, yes. I was young. He was 10 years older now, but... Yeah, but he's still quite young. He's still 35. Yeah, we still I mean, young, you'd yeah. understand if somebody was 50 saying, you know, well, let's have a think about this. You know what I mean? That would be... That would be, might be risky, you know, about 50 I mean, years. I'll say nothing because I... <laughs> <laughs> my current husband is 50 and we have a four-month-old, so... Oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> All right. Okay, but, but you'd understand why somebody might be reluctant at that age. Do you, you, I you, can't do, understand. I mean, yeah. I know, you know, even last year now when, when we were discussing having another one, it was kind of like, Jesus, I'm early 50. And I was kind of saying, well, I'm only 38, so. <laughs> yeah. Right. Know, so, so, uh, so the marriage... It was a deal breaker for me at the time. Uh, uh, so uh, you got so depressed over this and so down over this that it basically affected the relationship. It did affect our relationship. It, yeah. it put a huge strain on our relationship because I just felt, you know, kind of, I suppose, deflated. We, we had, it had never been an issue beforehand. He had never said, no, we're not having more. Mm-hmm. You know, if that had kind of been discussed before we ever had kids, I might have had to have thought about it a bit more. But he knew I always wanted a big family. Here's the question, right? If it was a case that he couldn't have children, let's say there was a biological reason as to why, would it still have been a deal breaker? Would it still have caused the relationship to, to uh, end distress? Without sounding horrible, if I had known that from day one, I probably wouldn't have married him. No. Would you not? Probably not, no. So, I always want so, children, always. Yeah, now, so that's what I'm saying. So the urge, the urge to reproduce or procreate, as they call it, that bond between a, a mother and a child or a father and child, as the case may be, goes deeper than the love of two people in a relationship. You think so? I think sometimes it can. I know in my case, I always wanted kids. I know from a very young age, it was kind of, it was always, oh, I want to have kids when I, you know, it was always kind of yeah. there. And, but you know what the really sad part is? We broke up. That was fine. We went our separate ways and we stayed on good terms for the sake of the two children. Let me guess. He had kids with somebody else and so did you. (laughs) Yes. So Whatever about me doing it, he knew I wanted more. But yeah, he went off with somebody else and had two more kids who he now doesn't see. Right. Oh, gosh. So it was kind of like a kick in the teeth as well. And was the marriage okay up to that point? 
Yeah, the marriage was okay. Like, so there was no, you don't believe there was any other reason for it as such? No, he just decided it was, you know, we had two kids, we had one of each, why would we want more? Yeah. And I always find that really kind of, you know, you have one of each, aren't you lucky? It's like, well, yeah, we're lucky. It was almost like he was doing you a favour with the first two, yeah. (laughs) I would like maybe to have more. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was quite surprised at the, the statistics that 10% of divorces are because of this reason. Uh, and not yeah, just because not. people don't want to do it, because sometimes they can't. There are husbands leaving wives and wives leaving husbands because they physically can't have children. Yeah, I don't know about that side, but that's a harder one to kind of debate, I suppose. I mean, when I look at that email, this guy is with his wife two years and she's now found out she can't have a baby. She's talking to him about adoption. But his last line there says, I know it sounds cold and callous, but the whole infertility issue is beginning to look like a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I, I suppose it's a hard one. I, look, I'm lucky I wasn't in that position. I was able to have kids. and But I, yeah, I can imagine for some people that it could be a deal breaker. I don't know. I said, I'm lucky I'm not in that position. But mm-hmm. I know for me, the, the urge to want more children was there. Yes, I had two beautiful, healthy children, but I suppose... I can hear one in the background there. (laughs) Yes, he's looking for his lunch. He's all right, he'll wait. (laughs) Right. He's okay. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, the the maternal urge. This is maternal urge. And by the way, women don't believe that men get the maternal urge. They do, actually. A lot of men really, really want children. Stay there for a second, because, Laura, I want to go to Fran as well. Fran, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Fran? How are you doing, uh, Fran, is it a deal breaker? I mean, 10% of divorced couples uh, break up because of this. The problem is from the, we say, the beginning of the relationship. This is not discussed by either party. Baby talk. They call so, it baby talk. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, you go fumbling along and then after a while you get serious, you settle down, and then that's when the question pops up. After yeah. probably two, four, or ten years. Right. So... How do you decide then who do you actually love more? The want of a child or the partner that you're with? It's, it's, if your partner wants a child and you don't want one, it's kind of selfish of you to say no, isn't it? Because, uh, I mean, because the reason you're together is to make each other happy. To make each other happy, but when you bring another person into the equation, i.e. the young child, then the dynamics of the relationship change. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So you have to take into consideration that maybe the other partner is insecure. Uh, you know, there could be what happens if they can't have children? What happens? You're four years married. You decide, okay, let's go for it. And you find out that your missus can't have children. Well, then I think you need more understanding rather than just saying you can't have a child. I'm leaving you. But for, you for, know, for some men, for some men, that could be disastrous. And that could be disastrous for a relationship. And we have to look at the reality of that because for a man who particularly wants to have children, he knows I'm with this woman for the rest of my life and I can never have children unless I adopt, of course. I can never have children. So maybe maybe for both of them, the best thing to do is break up. Well, he wants to have children and he wants to have children with his partner. Well, I think when you talk about the urge, I mean, Laura mentions the urge she had it was so much so that she broke up with her partner and went off and had children with somebody else. Now, I don't mean that she wandered around town looking for the first man she could find. Somebody, please impregnate me. <laughs> no, are you, do you know what I mean? So that, that urge was so strong, Fran, that she, she didn't mind. Well, when I say didn't mind, it's always sad when a relationship breaks down. But she, she lost a partner over it and, and met another one. For a woman, it could be slightly different. I know, as you said, like I mean, men do get the maternal, but I think for a woman, it would be a hundred percent a deal breaker. 
mm-hmm. for a man I think it would be slightly different due to the fact he loves his partner but bringing another we say person into the equation could be oh, hold on wait a minute as we sort of know women when they have young kids they put all the attention on them and the partner then feels you know left out from yeah, the, yeah your second best place. yeah so maybe the partner would be thinking hold on maybe we have a child it could be the end of a relationship if the relationship wasn't strong enough mm-hmm. yeah I mean so, I know a lot of men do fear a child coming into the, the equation because it, they then become well I'm going to say second best but they're not the priority anymore uh, let me just go as well say there please Laura let me just go to um, Tony Tony you're on Classic Kids how you doing Tony you believe it would break up I, I believe that when you make a contract and before you get married, like it's a contract in the contract, and that if you're going to have a few kids, and in next thing you find out she couldn't have kids, well, it's kind of you could break up. Are you saying you would or you could? Well, you well you have a right you're right to like. What would you do? I mean, I know, I know you're already in a situation. If you loads to give, you have a gansy load of kids there from the last time I talked to you. But let's say you you met up with a partner and. You, you wanted kids, Tony, didn't you? Um, yeah, well, yeah, I suppose I did, but I was kind of living on my own, so I was kind of happy as well on my own as well, like. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Well, let's say, well, well let's, say, let's say a guy, forget about you then for the moment, you're very different. <laughs> let's say a guy met a, a woman and he really wanted kids and he found out she biologically couldn't have kids and he's married to her for a couple of years. What do you yeah, think he well, should do? Well, if they're, if they're going breaking up, it's not just because of the kid, you know. It's not just because you, there has to be other reasons of breaking up besides just children. Like, but it is a reason. People do break up because of children all the time because one person can't have a child or one person but decides not to have children. In the background, if you love her, you wouldn't be breaking up at all. See, Laura, that's that's what I'm thinking too. That I know you wanted another child, and I know your husband didn't at the yeah. time. But if I suppose if you really, if two people really loved each other, they'd work around it, wouldn't they? Maybe, and maybe I wasn't willing to, to kind of, I suppose, put up with, with him long enough to figure out what he wanted because, you know, the biological clock is ticking and all that. But, but, you, 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 but I suppose Tony is saying you didn't love him enough to stay with him, maybe to I sacrifice didn't. that. <laughs> maybe I didn't. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. we were happy. We, I said we, he had a good job. We had just bought a house. We had settled. The kids were in school here and everything. And he, his no, reasons were financial. He didn't want more kids for financial reasons. So... Yeah, well, well, children do put a strain on you financially. Sorry, yeah, Tony, what are you trying to say? Yeah, but I think she might be getting greedy, then, by saying, oh, I want four She children. might be getting greedy? Greedy, yeah, I want four children. She already had two. Oh, stop, you're as bad as her husband. <laughs> you know, That's like exactly two. what her husband said to her. Laura, is this your husband? There he is, But that, that's what he said to her. You already have two, so what would you want two more for? Exactly. But What do you mean, exactly? Because she wanted four. Yeah, but so she was finan- they were financially stable. They had a nice home. She was still a young woman. We don't get everything we want in life. You have to know that thing. Well, okay, that's fair enough. So then she said, "That's grand." So uh, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll find somebody else. Yeah, good luck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that's, that's because she didn't love him enough to stay with him because she had two kids already. Just because she wanted two more. So what? She should have been just happy with the two. So, of course. Oh. Happy what you've got, and if she loved them, that's fair enough. You'd be happy out. You wouldn't no worries about having them anymore. There's plenty more around the countryside if you want to mind a few of them. There's loads of them. Right, okay. Don't look after him. There you go, Laurie. Should be happy with what you had. Put, maybe put, I should have been put up with it. Time, yes. At the time, I wasn't going to put up with it. And look at mm. we yes. women get what we want. Simple as that. Right. And I went to fight. Like, I mean, I'm only. 
Men are only there for the, for the one thing, so just to produce the child for you. Uh, no, no. I, obviously, I got with him and married him because I did love him at the time, but uh-huh. to just blatantly turn around but, and without any discussion say, no, we are definitely not having any more kids. Uh, there was no discussion. Had you two we kids had before two you got kids. married? Yes, we did. No, we before had got... one and then we got married and we had another one. Yeah, it's just to kind of make it look good. Ah, oh, so, yeah. stop. That's quite ah, insulting. It is, of course. But a lot it's of people, it. hang on, this is not the 1970s. A lot of people might have a child before they get married. Of course, yeah, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you had This is not the 1970s life. when we had the old shotgun weddings. Yeah, but people just got married. Nowadays, if you have a child, it doesn't mean you have to get married. There's no, that stigma no. isn't there. Well, I don't I, think it's there that I, it was there I, in the 70s. I'm saying that. I'm saying she had one child and then she decided to have another one after getting married to make herself, make themselves look good. Why would you make, <laughs> why do you mean make themselves look good? To the, to their friends and folks, and they're like, oh, we're having another child. Uh, so no, the first one doesn't. No. The first, <laughs> the first one before marriage, it doesn't matter. Tony, you have a very weird view of life. You don't know how to say that. How many kids have you got, Tony? Uh, four of them. Yeah, see what I mean? You should have been happy with two. Why weren't you happy yeah, with two, no, Tony? No, I was. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. But at least you went along with us. I, I know. Because you loved your partner. Yeah, but... We'd no say when they get pregnant either, like, if you don't mind well, you, well, hold on for a second, you know, you know all about the birds and bees, Tony, you do have a say. No, you don't, no, you think you do, because by God, you'd think... You yeah, absolutely do, unless you're stupid, you do. If your woman yeah. wants to get pregnant, she'll get pregnant. No, Niall, can I yes. say something Well, well yeah, yeah, go ahead, Laura. That was one thing that was suggested to me, get pregnant without him knowing, and I said, absolutely not, would I bring a child in to a relationship that Unwanted, wanted? yeah, no, absolutely, sorry, I agree I with you. do it. You're right, you're right. Why? Because he'd only resent the child then. Exactly, and probably me at the same time, and I wouldn't do that to anybody. Yeah. That's, I think that's just, that's just messing with somebody then. He said he didn't want any more, then fine. If you don't want more, there was no discussion. He put his foot down so there was no more. All right, well, I have to take a break. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087 Don't often do this, but Martin has texted in. He says, hi. Oh, God, it's gone. Uh, well, uh, sorry about that, Martin. I was going to read it out. It was somebody's anniversary. Oh, yeah, there, it's back now. Hi, now, could you please wish my wife of 28 years, Margaret, uh, that she is a saint and wish her a happy anniversary today. All my love for Martin. <coughs> he put a few kisses at the end of it too, by the way. Can I just mention Margaret? Maeve, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Maeve? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Good. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's a difficult conversation, but it, I'm quite shocked to, believe, to see the amount of divorces that happen over the fact that either people can't have children or just don't want them. Yeah, no, I, and I think it's something that probably goes a lot across other issues as well. And what I put in the text was that if it's really a deal breaker, you need to talk about it before making the deal. And I think that's something one of your previous callers said as well. It's like people get into marriage without talking about this. And well, that's, I was looking online this morning and this, the experts say you should talk the elephant in the room uh, and experts point out that putting off the inverted commas baby talk can be disastrous to any marriage. Exactly. And it's, it's almost like people feel if they talk about it, they'll scare somebody away. Because mm. I think it's something that everybody has a different view on it. And some people really, really, really don't want to have kids. Some people really, really do. Some people aren't that bothered. But if you just assume that the other person wants what you want, then you, you know that's not going to go away over time, and you can you can hope somebody might change their mind, or you can hope something might change, but you don't know, and there's no guarantees. And I just feel like it would be great if people could actually just take a step back and go, okay, let's just look at the really worst case scenario or the the different possibilities. And if you if you can't talk honestly about how you would feel if you did have kids or didn't have kids or could or couldn't, you can't honestly talk about that. Are you really in a good place to get married? So you should sit down maybe before the wedding day, before the engagement even, and say, listen, 
you know, looking at the future, because I'm sure at, this, at that stage you're together, maybe a year or two, looking at the future, how many kids would you like to have? Uh, or would you like to have children? And, you know, how would you feel if we couldn't have children? Would you be all right to adopt? Would that be okay with you? How would you feel about that? So that kind of conversation should happen. Yeah, because for some people it won't be a deal breaker. But for someone who really, really is, and I think it's more than just this issue, but that it's up to all of us in our own lives, I think, to actually know what's really, really important to us and to think through it and then to talk about it to people, not just to assume that because you get on well in so many other ways or there's so many other things that are great that you're going to agree on that. Mm-hmm. If you've never talked about it, you just can't know. And, and do you have children, Maeve? Sorry, just curious. No, we don't have children. All right, um, okay. And it's something for me, I, I think it was something... It's always an awkward question to even ask a woman nowadays. We're so politically correct and oversensitive these days. We're almost people say, you can't ask a woman that question just in case she can't have children. You I know, know. and it, it, is, it is really, really sensitive. But I think it's something as well in society. It, you almost feel like up until the age of around 30, if you find out you're pregnant or somebody's talking about having children or has children before 30, it's almost this idea of you're throwing your life away, throwing your career away. What are you doing? You're too young. And then as soon as you hit 30, the conversation switches to when you're having kids, you know there's a time limit on it. And I just feel there's so much pressure. To, you know, I was going to say, there is a lot of, there is like, a lot oh of pressure. Goodness, there's no right time, you know? Yeah, because I did get an email. We never got around to discussing it last week from a woman who said she was in her mid-20s. She's no, uh, you know, desire to have children. And she has said this to her friends. I don't want any children. And she's like, they look at her like she's two heads. She's in a relationship and she said, you know, every time I say it to people, they judge me because, yeah. you know, they're kind of thinking, ah, yeah, you'll, 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 you'll regret that decision and all this kind of stuff, you know. I know. And there's so much pressure and so much judgment and everyone is so different. And it is so sensitive. It's not a very Irish thing, but is it? Because remember years ago when you got married, the first thing the mother-in-law would say to you, as soon as you get back from the honeymoon, any news? God good to you yet. <laughs> and she's looking for a bump. You know what I mean? I know, and now it's nearly the opposite. People are kind of going, oh, no, you're not ready yet. You're not in the right place. You haven't got the house. You haven't got this wait till you get the promotion. Wait till you do that. And there's so much waiting. And a lot of people wait so long. And then, like you said, they find out, actually, but the, that's a problem. trying not to get pregnant. And now we're spending our 30s trying to get pregnant. Well, see, isn't that a problem, too? Because along with, you know, with equality and the fact that now women are more career-driven, uh, they're now delaying. And there are companies now, big companies, corporate companies, offering free of charge to store women's eggs and yeah. freeze their eggs I, you know, I think this I is think wrong by the way. Yeah, I think that's horrendous because what they don't know what they don't tell people about it firstly I mean you know speaking of somebody who's say in my late 30s I don't have kids and I'm not sure I, I would have loved to have had kids when I was younger maybe but now I'm not sure that I would necessarily want to start a family at this age you know I mean I yeah, might you're enjoying my, your own life yeah well, yeah, but it's also, you know, it gets that bit tougher when you're that bit older. And, you know, it, it's, a different, it's a different thing when you're at different stages of your life. So this idea that, you know, wait till you've got your career and then suddenly you're in this really responsible position at work and then suddenly you've got a young family and you're maybe in your 40s, that's quite tough. But what they also don't tell women about is that, you know, the, the rates of success with egg transfer and things like that, they're actually can be quite low and it can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of we're, women are being sold this idea that, oh, you can have a baby whenever you want. So Freeze your eggs, yeah. And, and for so many women, it is actually a really... Like, for me, it's not such a sensitive question, but a lot of women... I think, I just, I don't know, I think there's something very immoral about companies offering to freeze women's eggs. It's almost like encouraging them to stay in work if when they don't maybe necessarily want to. Maybe they want to go and have children, have a family set, you know, do something different. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're encouraging them to do it. They're using them, playing them like pawns, you know? And I think it's almost like it's looked down on almost if you want to have kids now. It's almost seen as... It's, it's, it's one of 
expected you will do it at some point. But another way it's looked down on is that's a priority for you earlier in life, maybe. Yeah, how dare you be a stay-at-home homemaker? schizophrenic <laughs> about it, you know? It's like, it's like it was idolised maybe in previous, previous generations. Now it's like, what do you mean you don't want to have yeah, a well, it's career assumed, as well as having kids? You know? It's assumed that if you're a stay-at-home wife nowadays that you're some sort of oppressed woman, you know what I mean? Or controlled woman. There are stay-at-home husbands too, not as many as wives. But, but stay there for a second because, Daniel, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Daniel? Hi. Hi, Daniel. I mean, I, I wasn't aware that this was such a deal breaker for couples, but 10% of divorces are because of children, i.e. you can't have any or don't want any. I think that's wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean... No, not, 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 not in the, the stats are wrong, but uh, I think it's wrong that... People would do it. Yes. Okay, are, are you in a relationship? Yeah, I'm not married. And I have no, don't have children, but I, I minded all three of my... My niece is a nephew. Right, okay. And if you were with somebody, you know, yourself, right, I mean, is that a conversation you would have before you got married? Yeah, but if, if I didn't, she didn't want children, you know, so she couldn't have me, that wouldn't make me want to either. Not who I am. I don't, I, you really love someone. Not wanting kids or not even being able to have kids shouldn't be the problem. All right, okay, let me just go to Joy. Joy, you're on Classic Kids. How do you enjoy? Thanks for that, Hi, Niall, how are you? Uh, Joy, go ahead. Is it a deal breaker? Uh, no, it's not a deal breaker. I text. It was for Laura and... at the start of the show. Ooh, no. I think when you go into a marriage, you already discussed things like having children or you would imagine, money yeah. stuff. You would, yeah. You discuss, you know, you have your dreams, your hopes, what you want out of your family life, your financial life. I think the deal breaker comes once infertility has been confirmed and how strong the couple are going through that. I think that's the mm. when one person wants the baby so much that maybe the other person goes along with it for a while and then it becomes too stressful and then what happens is one person might get obsessed and it is usually the woman that isn't kind of taking control of all of you know appointments for these things and you see it all the time, you know, that it's constantly making the doctor's appointments, dragging the husband along. You know, it's just it can be very stressful, um, especially when it's not happening naturally. And um, sometimes the person has to walk away, especially if it's causing so much uh, tension in the relationship. And sometimes it's the easier, unfortunately, the easier option uh, to kind of, you know, save both of them, really, because it is a very, I would say it is the hardest thing that any couple can go through, uh, not being able to have a child when both of them really want it. Uh, but I don't think it's, I don't like, didn't like the email about uh, just leaving the relationship deal breaker after two years of marriage. I mean, did they try? It was, was there anything mentioned about fertility treatments? Did he? Well, he did look at that. Yeah, he said he had he done a bit of research in relation to donor uh, eggs. And there are research is research. It's not the same as actually going to a GP and actually discussing options and actually discussing some sort of a plan. I mean, if you're not willing to do that with your partner, I don't think he's invested in that relationship. I mean, that's the, if, if mm. you love somebody, you start off, you know, with the hope that something can be done, whether it be blood tests, whatever you, whatever you have to do. And fine, then you go along that road and you do it together because you made a commitment together that, you know, for better or worse, you're going to, you know, be, you know, stay married and then try for this baby and it doesn't happen. You do these appointments and then in the long run, if it doesn't work out, at least you can try. But if you haven't tried even that, Mm-hmm. Um, and different, you know, alternative, you know, treatments. I don't think he's worth having. To be completely honest with you, but it, but is is the love or the need 
I suppose I'll ask you this one, Maeve, as well, because obviously because you don't have children, uh, and maybe you have friends who have children and you understand that need in some sense, but do you think the, the need and the want to have a child can supersede the love for a partner? Uh, okay, well, I suppose I have children, and I can tell you that uh, if I didn't, when I was trying, we were, you know, we have our children, but if there had been a problem with having my child, I wouldn't have given up under her. But, no but if your partner no had a said, Joy, if your partner, you know, said, well, I don't yeah. want children. Well, that's different, but that's a conversation that we would have had before we got married. Yeah, and see, see, Maeve, I, I think, I'll be honest, Maeve, I think most sensible people do have that conversation in some form yeah. or another. In some form, but a lot of people get married hoping that something is going to change. You know, somebody says, they don't right, want yeah, I understand. Yeah. Mind, or, yeah. You know, things might happen, or look, you know, they'll change their mind now once the baby comes along, you know, they'll see they want more. And, you know, somebody, often somebody will say very clearly, I only want one or two children. Yeah, or because I, I was want. like that. I was, you know, when I was 23 or 24, uh, when I met my ex wife first, you know, I, I had no interest in children, none whatsoever. You know, nie- nephews and nieces, give them back after 10 minutes. That's crap. Yeah. Right? No interest in children. But then when I when I got to about thirty, you know, I just kind of had this urge that I I wanted children. Yeah, no, you know, and things and definitely I, change. Yeah, but but you can't guarantee they're going to change. So it, that's what, and that's what, that's my point is if if it really is an absolute deal breaker for you to have your own, you know, to to have a child or to be to have children, then you know it's important for you to kind of be really clear and be really sure that your partner is on the same page. But I think as well, it's this thing, it's almost like idolised then having your own biological child at the moment. And I think a lot of people then, they get, they're struggling with fertility and they feel like the only route to go is IVF or struggling to have their own biological... And instead of sometimes you need to take a step back and go, okay, you know what? What else? How else could we live our lives? What else could we do? And I suppose that's what I've done a little bit is I've said, well, look, when I was younger, you know, like most girls, you think you'll get up and get married, grow up and get married and have mm-hmm. kids. And then when you get to a certain point, you realize, well, actually, you know, I might or I mightn't at this stage. And maybe I want to go, OK, so, you know, that does change how your life's going to look. And it maybe does change what your priorities are. And it does change how you do things. So for me, I'm looking at, look, a lot of my friends have kids. I have a gorgeous niece and nephew. And I love being able to be Auntie Maeve. And like, I couldn't be the support to my sister. You don't sound like an Auntie Maeve. If I- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Maeve, I have to wrap it up. I've run out of time. Thank you very much indeed, Maeve, or Auntie Maeve. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.